anyway. Uh, <laughs> also, I got Brian Lutz. What's good, everyone? All right. And um, sorry for last week due to... I'll take the blame. I was lazy as fuck. We didn't get to record. <laughs> it was on me. This judge here was all on me. But um, a lot of stuff we can cover t- uh, this week. That biggest thing that I saw um, is that all elite wrestling starting up. They had that big press conference. I'm well. I actually haven't watched it yet. I actually have it on my saved videos. But uh, what you guys think of it? Right, oh, Eddie. Right. No, I'll go first. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, I'm very excited about this. Uh, this is exactly what we as wrestling fans have been asking for for a very long time. Um, but no, no, seriously, um, I'm very excited for this because it is another option. It's another thing that as wrestling fans we can enjoy. It's a bunch of guys who have a passion for pro wrestling who see that there's a void in pro wrestling right now, who prove that they can go out there and be the first company since 2000 to sell, to sell 10,000 seats out. And not only do that, do it in less than half an hour. Um, The plan that these guys have had. And I think honestly, the biggest X factor in all this is going to be Tony Khan, the guy who's going to be running the all elite wrestling. The guy has been a wrestling fan since he was seven years old. You know, like for the guy and his family, they, they're billionaires. And when exactly. we're talking billionaires, they're billionaires as in they got way more money than Vince McMahon type billionaires. And these guys are fans of the product. They're, they know who they're dealing with, with when it comes to Cody and the Bucks. They know they're the hottest thing outside of WWE right now. And they want to make an investment. And these guys are the type of guys that, We've been saying for years, somebody with really deep pockets would have to come after Vince. And don't get me wrong, I don't think they're going after WWE's number one spot. I think what they're doing is just making another product that fans could enjoy. And right now they see that the demographic that they're aiming towards is a demographic that has been craving this type of wrestling. Like the roster that these guys are putting together right now, it's going to be a mixture of a lot of young and up and coming names and a lot of names that us as wrestling fans already know. So I think right now it's the perfect combination. And if you give me a quick second, I want to quote Paul Heyman when he says this. There's a time in wrestling where he compares it to hair bands, where you had, you know, you had your poison and your kiss and all this other stuff. Then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Nirvana comes out of nowhere and makes a huge bang. And everyone looks in the direction of Nirvana and it changed rock and roll. This could be the perfect time for a company to come in and change pro wrestling for the better. And, and personally, that's my opinion. And I'm not saying this is like an independent chill or an ROA chill or a New Japan chill. I'm saying this as a wrestling fan. I've been waiting for something like this for a long time. And you know something? Thank you, Mr. Khan. Thank you, Cody. Thank the Bucks. Thank everyone who's involved in AEW because this is going to be something that you know, it's it seems like it might be minuscule to some, but to me, it looks like it could seriously be something major, and it could be historic in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And Eddie, uh, well, I, I've watched the press conference. I've read, you know, a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, a bunch of interviews with Tony Khan and everything. The man's saying all the right 
things, but I'm also hesitant because he is a billionaire. You do not become stupid rich because you're you're a super nice person. Mm-hmm. Okay, the there's a lot of stuff outside of stuff we don't we don't even know a privilege to even knowledge of. There's stuff that even Cody Rhodes and the Bucks aren't even privileged of knowledge to because he runs in circles that are way above anybody's pay grade. Mm. So he's speaking all the right things, but Ted Turner spoke all the right things too. You know, he was the last billionaire that tried to go up against, uh, you know, try to go up against Vince and everything. What I want AEW to do is not even talk about WWE. Not even acknowledge that, that you're trying to carve your own path. Mm-hmm. Do not fall into the trap of what TNA did trying to go at WWE. Do not do that. That is the recipe for failure there. And on top of that, I, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. We remember what Vince Russo did to WCW. Vince Russo might not work for WWE, but he still it's got an open relationship with Vince McMahon. A lot of people always said Vince Russo was a mole who went in there and finished off WCW. Remember Hulk Hogan? TNA? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on. He's welcomed Hogan back with open arms. You telling me Hogan didn't maybe uh, go in there and bend TNA over real quick just to make sure they didn't do anything? Chris Jericho... I'm a conspiracy theorist. I threw this one out there on the internet, and I've been getting—I've I, been getting a lot of flack from re- other wrestling sites and other and shit like that. And I'm just saying, I want to see where it goes. I want to don't go at the DOE. Don't make them. They already. I'm not comfortable with the Billy Gunn hiring. Really not comfortable with Billy Gunn. Yeah, exactly. Okay? That man is. That man has his lips. So stuck on Triple H's ass cheeks, we know how far they go. <laughs> so is it Triple H when I fired him though? When he found out about the steroids? Yeah, he was. That's because of the steroids. He had to. That's yeah. publicity. But come on, that you know they're still boys. You know when whenever when the time comes for another degeneration next cut type reunion, they'll call him up and be like, come on in. So I just I want them to go separate, just Carve out their niche, get their TV deal, get in the right places. The man's talking about giving health insurance. That's a game changer. Not yeah. some fans, which I will touch base on later, aren't realizing that health insurance for wrestlers is fucking huge. Exactly. Vince has been a Vince has fought that tooth and nail. Anytime health insurance has been mentioned to Vince and WWE, he made sure to squash that shit. Cause that's cost. That's gonna cost some money. Because it, seriously, yeah. health insurance, yeah. equal pay, all stuff. Vince is not. Vince is a Republican. He ain't gone. He ain't trying to pay more money. <laughs> we know how Vince got his money because he didn't pay more money. Did we just go Probably. political? <laughs> Did we just go political? <laughs> well, in the world of wrestling, it is political. If you look at it, wrestling I'm is taking... a political game. You know, yeah. So, if you don't become filthy, stupid rich, 
by being nice and, and giving away uh, giving away money. But I like the, the you know, they, they got Pac. That's a huge name right there at Neville for people who are the casual fans out there. Yeah. You know, that's a big name in itself. Neville's there. Picked up a few indie guys. Jericho signed on. Jericho signed Jericho. on. And I will say this. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was about Scorpio to say this. Sky. The, the dudes from China that he's talking about right now, I can honestly say I've watched some of them back in the early Ring of Honor days. And the guys he's describing, when he's talking about the Circus Olay style of wrestling, he's not joking. They're, like, they're called um, the Strong Hearts. I know he said the Good Hearts yesterday, but they're actually called the Strong Hearts. Um, one of the leaders of the Strong Hearts is a guy named Sima. Now, Sima was really big when the Dragon Gate invasion came to America, and that dude is a beast. And if they get guys like Naruki Doi, and I know these names sound very foreign to you, um, Yoma, see, uh, Yomada. That, that's um, what I'm talking about. This is, where, this is they, where AEW has to draw their own niche because these are guys we might, hard fans know about these, but yep. the, the, those casuals, they don't know about these. There's there's a whole set. There's a whole other demographic of fans that are like, who are you talking about? Exactly. They they don't they don't have the slightest clue. But I think like we talked about with you saying AEW needs to carve its own niche. It needs to bring styles like that to America. Like Americans are always amazed by the luchadors and you know the, the Japanese see, they, strong. They don't style. have to go out. They don't have to go and, and get all Japanese stars. No, 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 no. They don't. They don't need to. But to bring in a style like that that Americans haven't seen or haven't been like privy to on a national stage is going to be great for them. That's one of like the little like one of the benefits that AEW can do. See, I'm hoping they just they they, they find a different direction. Bring in something, make a hybrid, mix them styles up. Yeah. yeah, something new. We need some. There needs to be a new breath of life put in there. You know, the high flying, the strong style. You know, and I'll tell you a name that's a free agent that nobody's fucking talking about at all. And nobody, somebody, for some other reason, nobody knows. Kota Ibushi is a free agent right now. Oh, yep, wow. yep. Kota. Okay. And no, here, nobody's radar for some reason. Nobody's speaking of it. It's all Kenny. That's the reason right there is because the big name is Kenny. And I don't know if you guys noticed. Coda, Coda's got a name. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's a big, he's, it, he's a big name. He's definitely a big name. But it's just at this point, Kenny Omega has the reputation of being the quote-unquote best wrestler alive. And with Kenny, at this point, everybody was everybody and their mother was waiting for him to come out at that press conference. Surprise! I'm signing with AEW. Uh, after the mm-hmm. press conference ended, I, I, I said it. I was like, he's going for the WWE. He, that's just the he, thing, though. I, he's going to the, take the guaranteed paycheck. That's the thing that 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 confused me because um, there were rumors that he turned the WWE's contract down. Well, that's another thing too. You got to think with Kenny. They were talking millions and millions of dollars that they were trying to give it. Like reporters are basically saying, like, if Kenny Omega doesn't sign. WWE can't do anything. About well, that. The, the first first report I, I heard was five mil, like five mil a year, like fucking something in the range of like thirty five percent of his like 
of his of his merchandise sales or some shit like that. And you know they're gonna fucking sell like crazy. They're and selling something about creative control as well. Exactly. That's the then big I'm hearing thing that all that that all was false. That they're not trying to give him creative control. You know, Kenny's the type of dude that I don't think would fit into the WWE mold. Like he has to have creative control. Like he has to have input. Like I don't, I don't trust the these booking with them because of the fact of the way they, the WWE style of booking. We don't. I mean, you've been well documented in saying that you don't trust the WWE's booking on anybody. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? So, <laughs> like Kenny's one of those guys that you have to, at least if you're gonna book him, let him have input. That's the thing, exactly. Give him the rock treatment. I mean, let him let him have that freedom of his character. But the thing about it is, and I really don't want to say that this is going to happen, but if we don't see Kenny Omega in Royal Rumble, I guarantee you he's going to be on the first episode of AEW. There's, I oh, think well, the Royal Rumble is a deadline. Most definitely. I mean, with with the Kenny Omega situation too, like there's a lot of rumors too, the saying that his con that he was able to get out of his contract right after Wrestle Kingdom, but his contract was always until the end of January. So it, maybe he wasn't able to get uh, full release out of that New Japan contract and that he does have to wait and he can't say anything because anything before, you know, whenever his contract is due is tampering. So he may want to meet with WWE or he may want to tell his friends, oh, yeah, hey, I'm signing with you guys. No problem. You know, he can't legally. He cannot do that. So my only thing right now is maybe that contract isn't officially up because Kenny's not making a statement. Mm. Okay. That, that's my only big concern. His, right? his, it could also, also, you got to remember, when Triple H negotiates contracts, that they, they kind of stay quiet. Like, the yeah, hardest yeah. coming back at WrestleMania. You what, know what I mean? What if, In fact, if, what if Triple H talked to him into, into doing NXT? Jeff left the state, you know what I mean, without anything in there. So, when they came out, it was a big, big shock pop. You know what I mean? That could be what they're trying to do with yeah. the uh, whole... Plus, don't forget, AJ Styles... When he actually announced to that crowd for his last, I forgot which event it was, but he's like, I'm going to WWE, I'm going to kick ass for you guys. Vince wasn't too happy about that. That was actually in Providence. Was it? I was, I was actually at that show. It was, it was an XWA, yeah. XWA show. He, he was supposed to fight JT Dunn that night, uh, who's a local guy. The guy's freaking awesome. And that night they ended up replacing AJ because he supposedly got hurt in Japan. And they ended up having Matt Hardy actually show up and fight JP Dunn. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was there for that, like third row. <laughs> but wow. here's something that nobody's mentioned. Like, if Triple H is heading the negotiations for this one, what what makes you think Triple H maybe didn't talk him into come through the NXT stint? Pop up on NXT. I think he's too big. He's, he's way too big. too big of a name for NXT. No. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Omega right now, yeah, that with all the accolades, like as much as we love AJ, Kenny Omega right now is coming in a lot hotter than AJ because AJ was still trying to wash up that thing from from Impact. You know, he had to go to Japan to clear his name up. And but you, right now, so Kenny saw, Omega. You saw what happened after after the initial thrill of it, everybody like kind of soured on him. Yeah, and stuff. You know, because I don't know. Sometimes it sometimes the the hotness. Can, can also backfire on you, you know. Mm. Like, uh, WWE fans are fickle, fickle, fucking fickle. 
That's the problem. I'm trying to think like a WWE fan, and they're fucking fickle. I'm not fickle like that. Because if he showed up on NXT and started having some matches with Gargano and Ciampa and Black and, and the Dream. Shut up and take my money. Like, that's all I feel. Him and Keith Lee. Yeah, that's how I feel. I wouldn't even be mad if he showed up on NXT and started lighting it up on NXT. Him and Adam Cole, they got fucking history. Oh. The whole Undisputed oh. Era got history with him. Dude, can you imagine if he showed up on NXT? I would petition for that show to be three hours on Monday nights. Dude, if NXT gets Omega, I'm sorry. There's no question about I won't it. Watch any, I won't watch anything else. I'll watch anything Hands else. down, a show. Hands Easy. down. It's not, even, it's not even a debate anymore. I wouldn't even watch anything else. I'd be like, no, it's, I'm it's still not a debate. <laughs> oh, you watching Raw? Fuck Raw. What the fuck you mean I'm watching that shit? <laughs> but I don't know. It's just so. The, the man is. Everybody stay quiet. Everybody's still quiet. The only one that's talking are like the Messers and the, and the Alvarez's of the world. And so. Yeah. I feel they get packed along some, some iffy information that they think it's accurate and then all of a sudden it turns out to be different, you know? So. I don't know. Let's see what happens. It's, it's, it's almost like a Brett Favre thing. Is he coming? Yeah, is he not? Gonna... Is he coming? Is he not? Is he coming? <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to be a surprise. One way or another, we're going to... Mouths are going to be open somehow. One thing is for sure. He will be... Royal. Take that, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you guys get the return of the We can tell your motherfucking mega. <laughs> This is coming from the Omega hater. I'm not an Omega hater. He just wrestles in the safe room. No, jeez. <laughs> if he goes to AEW, that would be taking a safe route. Oh, see what I did there? Oh. Ah, WWE is definitely the safer route. Easily. Yeah, WWE. See, the only reason why I would be hesitant because of his age and the fact that there's no guarantees right now with AEW. Like, every, they, they're going to, they're, they're obviously going to be a hot indie attraction, but so that TV deal is locked in and they get a good spot. They're just an indie, they're indie promotion still. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say this, it's a five-year deal, so people got to remember, they've only been around for a couple days. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I do like. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I do like about AEW. You know what I mean? And not for nothing. I, I mean, Eddie already touched on that. But that health insurance is huge. I'm working at my job, busting my ass, and not for nothing. If they say Kyle, you ain't we're cutting your health insurance, you just lost an employee. You know what I mean? Like, I that's huge. And for it to be actually covering somebody that's actually in a combat sport, I understand wrestling, spirits, blah, blah, blah. It's still a fucking combat sport. People get fucking injured every other day. Get over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's actually huge. And think of it like this. Look look who's the guy who's going to try to negotiate the insurance deal. The guy who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. The guy who manages a professional sports team. You don't think... He knows like doctors and insurance companies, and yeah, that's what works. Able to get these guys. Th- that's why I say he's talking all the right things because obviously they have to. Have, yeah. They provide insurance for their players, and they provide insurance for their the soccer team that they have overseas. I mean, he also has yep. insurance on his mustache. I don't know if you guys seen it, but it's 
Do you guys know how he became a billionaire? No. I, I don't know how the, I don't know Look, the family history. I, I heard about this earlier today on Busted Open. You ever see, like, you know when you go outside and you look at your car, you know the front part of your car and the back part of your car called a bumper? Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who invented the plastic bumpers for your cars before they were all made of metal. Oh, the family? That's where the family got the money? No, no. Yeah, that's how, like, he pretty much invented no, the Tony, plastic bumper for a car. Tony, no, we're talking about Tony Khan's parent and father. Oh, Tony his Khan, father, his father. Yeah, his father is the, the one with all the money because... Yeah, that's the how they pretty much got Tony Khan, like he has, he he's worth money, but his father owns, got all the money. Well, he's he's actually worth billions too. I mean, I know he's like a like an analyst, like a statistical analyst for the Jaguars and for the soccer team and stuff. Like I thought that. he was the owner, of the but Jaguars. the guy's actually worth a couple of himself too. I thought, it, or yeah. is it his father that has the mustache? And is maybe maybe I got the two confused. Yeah, no, no. The pop, the pop's got the mustache yeah, and the pop, crazy hair. Oh, yeah, the okay. pop's got that killer mustache. Yeah, so his father has the stash. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah, I got the two confused. All right, guys, we got to move on a little bit. Um, WWE came out a couple of weeks ago and apologized to us fans, as Brian called it. Actually, Brian and Eddie called it. Trolled the fuck out of us and told us that you know they've been listening to us. And they're going to promise fresh new faces, fresh new rivalries, fresh new matches, fresh new everything about the WWE. Um, anybody <laughs> feeling fresh? Um, uh, I mean, does does WWE need like a Mentos, the fresh maker? Is because it's. Man. It's 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 not too fresh in there right now. Okay, I I gave him a pass for the last two weeks because those are holiday shows. Uh huh. Okay, holiday shows are throwaway shows. You get a pass on those. I wasn't expecting anything. But what happened Monday? Um, I'm going to put a little. Uh, I don't know if I should call it warning on this. Um, for a personal boycott reasons, I did not watch Monday Night Raw. Continue. Oh well, man, you didn't miss anything. Like, <laughs> like the first. Okay, we open up the first hour hot, action, fighting. You know, Seth Rollins and, and Bobby Lashley are tearing into each other. Then we move into with with Cena and then Drew McIntyre steps up and. I really wanted to see Drew McIntyre, Claymore, kick the fuck out of Cena and actually win them, go on one-on-one. But I wasn't mad. They gave us a six-man tag team. It, it was hot. They opened up hot. But then, like, they, they, they stopped putting fire. They stopped putting wood in the fire. They stopped putting gas on there. They, what the fuck? Okay. The de- yes, Kyle, you didn't watch it because Hulk Hogan, we all know, it was... It was perfect. It was classy. It was Hogan didn't do nothing eccentric. He paid his respects. Then they broke down in the ring. The video tribute. I'm sorry, that choked me up. It choked. Mm-hmm. It must. It probably choked up anybody who saw it. That video tribute was touching. You know, so. the ending was amazing. But then right after that, 
the, the whole complete show just took a fucking nosedive. Like, just it, it straight, like, flew into the fucking ground and just exploded on impact. Like, what the? I, I don't even know how to sum it up. Like, where the fuck did they, they just fall asleep on the wheel? Uh, Something happened. And, like, Brian, help me here. Like, what? Can you explain to me what the fuck happened there? But the universal title there. We got, we got fresh new talent and matches. <laughs> Dude, the universal title showed up. And Elias. We got what? We got Baron Corbin and Elias. <laughs> who, who, if anybody, I, 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 I caught this. I don't know if anybody else caught this. Michael Cole pointed out that Baron Corbin and Elias have been feuding for months. Which is not fresh and new. Since when? They, uh, uh, last I checked, fucking Elias was feuding with Bobby Lashley. All of a sudden, he's feuding with Seth Rollins. But this fresh and new, you know, this just we're going to just switch the guys up. Same everything, just switch the guys up. That's going to call it fresh and new. Well, Elias and Baron Corbin were were feuding for a little bit. Remember the guitar shot um, from behind in Providence when he made his face turn. Also, the um, you know, then next week Baron Corbin put Elias to a, like a handicap match. Yeah, and then the following bullshit. week he's fighting Bobby Lashley. And yeah. Pay per view he's fighting Bobby Lashley, and then he's still fighting Bobby Lashley. But now he's back to Baron Corbin. And Barry Corbin still wearing his goddamn fucking assistant manager uniform. Why has nobody confiscated that uniform from that ex-employee? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, Seriously. I said that my damn self. I'm like, why are you still fucking wearing that? Whoever gave him his last paycheck at TGI Fridays without giving him the uniform in your fire, too. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? This guy, that guy's a hot mess. He's he, he just bumbling through on the microphone. Like, I was the guy in charge. Why does nobody respect me? Mm. Shut up. Mm. Uh, well, SmackDown we... did give us a hell of a match. Yeah, SmackDown was good. SmackDown's always pretty much good. It's like, they're either good or great. Like, they have a couple bad shows here and there, but overall, SmackDown's a solid show. Daniel Bryan as a heel is way better than Daniel Bryan as a face right now. Wait, wait, Brian, I'm Brian, happy. we can't be talking on these phones. They're causing interference in the UV rays is depleting the ozone layer. Fickle. Y'all are fickle. fickle. <laughs> you see these fans you know, catching stands? You know. Fickle. Brian littered yesterday, so he's fickle. <laughs> but no, but no, overall, SmackDown's a good show. I just found it funny that, and Eddie knows what I'm going to say, too. Uh, I just found it funny that everyone went insane on the internet because Rey Mysterio hit a Canadian destroyer. That was nice, though. Ooh. It was nice. You got to give it that. It was, and Eddie can vouch for this. It wasn't even the best Canadian destroyer. <laughs> it wasn't this even. Week. It wasn't. It even wasn't even that was first of all that that whole Canadian destroyer vouched vouched on Almas being so fucking young because. Ray Mysterio's old ass ain't pulling off that Canadian destroyer and nobody else unless it's super young ass dude that can fucking springboard off the ground. Yeah. But we've seen better. Oh, I'm still, this week. <laughs> I'm still I'm still reliving raw in my head. Like can what the did Ronda Rousey really go on stage and say that Char, Sasha Banks is better than Charlotte and Becky? It's yep. to draw heat, man. Come on, that's that's easy. 
That you girls, they got to keep that rivalry man, that going, was, man. They, nobody even, nobody even booed. Everybody just looked at her like, "Are you stupid?" Dude, everybody has to keep interest in that rivalry. They're trying to slowly progress it because of us, uh, you know, the face breaker. They had to change the plans and they didn't have the match at Survivor oh, Series. Oh, you mean the botch maker? Pandora's box with that one. I'm sorry. I, I know we're not doing burials of the week, and she's not my burial of the week. But Nia Jax, I'm done with you. I'm seriously done with you. <laughs> Dude, you, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Naya, we love you. Thank you for retweeting us. Naya, we, we love, love you. you. We'll that match is horrible. You, she does not need to be next to a wrestling ring right now. How do you botch a hurricanrana and fall flat on your stomach? Um, do you want me to answer that? And and, and another thing, whoever the hell booked that match? Why the hell are you booking Naya to take a hurricanrana? Like what? From from Sasha Banks, she weighs a hundred pounds soaking wet. <laughs> this is what this is what I mean by logic, people. You have a, a girl who weighs probably a hundred and twenty pounds soaking wet with no nothing in her bra, and she's trying to hurricanrana a woman who weighs by her by her words three hundred point five ounces, which is actually eighteen pounds. <laughs> there, you go. there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's logic for you. Time out. Wait a minute. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. There is... She didn't say 300.5 ounces, did she? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Okay, guys. That concludes our episode of the UWO podcast. (laughs) She literally sat on stage and said, you standing in front of a a 300.5 ounce Samoan. I said, no, this bitch did not say ounce. I did not know they made Samoans and drinks. Uh, please, like, like, like. And what? And if you were just going to set up a, a horrible match, which I think is going to be with Sasha Banks and, and Ronda Rousey, I'm expecting fight. What was the point of a moment of bliss? Like, and why is Ronda on stage talking to Alexa Bliss like they're best friends? Why is Alexa oh. Bliss still on TV? Yes, please. She's injured, right? She's hot. She, so why is she here? She's hot. Yeah. She needs to be, if she is so hurt that she cannot get clear from her last concussion, then she needs to be seeing doctors or and, and sitting at home getting better. Not hot, on the though. fucking road doing stupid-ass talk shows. But she's hot. She is, but... <laughs> That's the reason why, dude. And plus, if she's not on the road doing talk shows, nobody's going to fund her next wrestling plan. <laughs> Oh man! My God. Pretty soon oh. she's gonna have the uh, iconic titties, you know. And she just oh up. Jesus! Speaking of which, did Charlotte, did Charlotte get bigger? Yeah, I thought so. I thought so during the match. I was like, damn. Oh, she's been working a while back. No, no, I know she got a, no, no, no. We know we seen what she after she got him fixed. Them shit got bigger. Oh yeah, they did. That wasn't. That was some. I was looking at my TV like, is my TV that that good? <laughs> no, no, them shit's got bigger. Yeah, she she definitely went in and got some, uh, uh, a few more pumps put in there. Cause them bad boys were like ding 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 ding. ding. But Just she did manage it. to put on the match match of the week on the main roster though. Again, yeah, once again, her and Becky, you know, even Carmella shined. Carmella looked good. She really did. I thought Carmella she did great. Carmella stepping her game up. 
You know, there was a few little there was a few little spots where Carmella was Carmella, but overall, you know, even she looked like she was trying. Uh, Over on Raw, they didn't look like they were trying. Just so you guys know, I'm going to give 100% of the credit to my man, R-Truth. The truth improves Mella. Give R-Truth the chance. Seriously, give R-Truth the chance. That motherfucker has been doing great on SmackDown. He's always entertaining. Give that motherfucker something. Put him on the, the IC title or something. Whoever he touches, he turns into a fucking star. Seriously, yeah. what talk- about it. Whoever he touches, he turns into a he turns him to a star. I'm sorry, man, but I I want to say this, man. I always I know I always joke around with you guys saying, and, and those who don't know this behind the scenes, I always do this. Give our truth a chance, but our truth on the mic is good. He can actually yep. really, really do a really good promo. If you don't believe me, guys, and you guys, I understand a lot of y'all don't know about this because the product sucked after a few times. But um, while he was in the TNA, look up his promo that got him the world championship opportunity when he was talking directly to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That was absolutely great. I'm sorry, it was. Perfect. Then he gets to WWE and he does the comedy spit. And I thought that this shit was funny. Like going out, climbing up in the middle of a ladder, in the middle of a battle royal, asking where the money in the bank's at. You know what I mean? It's comedy. The guy's Archie is gold. Yeah, he's but... actually a good wrestler. <laughs> and the and man he's... is in fucking phenomenal shape for his fucking age. Ridiculous pushed... shape. Ridiculous. I didn't know he was that old. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Like if, if the man's got a fucking nineteen pack going, and he's fucking in his what almost mid forties. Yeah. He's literally like I think he's like 48, 49. Like, come on, and. It's true. If you do not know about our truth, check him out when he was part of Two Life Crew over at TNA. Like he was at the beginning of TNA. You got we're not talking T, we're not talking about Hogan Bischoff era TNA. You know, we're not talking about Impact. We're talking about early TNA. You know, when it's still NWA title and stuff like that. You know, yeah. TNA was good at one point. There, there was a history, the point of history with TNA. Oh, when they first time. started, dude, they were great. The TNA yeah. sucked once Hogan took over. Yeah, the mole. Truth. Because yeah. not for nothing, and I'm sorry, Terry Belair. This is this is pre fucking racial rant. Okay. Anyway, the moment that he came there and said, "All right, we're taking away the six sided ring," that just took their edge away. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If you guys remember, if you guys remember, they went to Monday night, and they had a Monday night show. When they start, we're going to go at WWE. That was Jeff Jarrett's whole thing. I'm going to start restarting Monday Night War. And on that episode was the first time I ever saw the Young Bucks wrestle. Generation Me. That was incredible. <laughs> incredible. Flawless execution everywhere. I was like, this is fucking ridiculously good. The very next week, just, the very next week, they took away the six-sided ring, put in a small-ass four-sided ring, and the product sucked. Yep, that, that's God honest truth. And you know, and you know something we barely talk impact. So you know something, Eddie. Let's be honest. Me and you both watch Homecoming this weekend, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and honest, God, how was the show in your? They actually put on a pretty damn good show. Oh so, my goodness! Was not expecting am- that. <laughs> 
It, it honest to God was a damn good show. They brought back Ultimate X, which is in my, and still, in my opinion, it's one of my favorite matches. Because I'm sorry, you can't have me go up ten feet in the air, twenty feet in the air, hold on to a rope, and then expect me to fall down and trying to grab something. Hell, <laughs> you can pay me. Let alone these motherfuckers jumping around going for a, a next division title. Yeah. Like they had a really good hardcore match with Eli Drake and Abyss. Eli Drake, I give you props. Anytime someone <laughs> does a thumbtack spot, I always give props oh to them because all the he looked like a table spot. I thought he died yeah. in a table spot. Yeah, he got he he was thrown through uh, two tables and only went through one. <laughs> and it was the back one. It was the one further back. Like, so you had the, we're talking about the Canadian Destroyer, LAX versus Lucha Bros was fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out. Their names are the Lucha Bros? Well, Phoenix <laughs> and Pentagon Dark. Okay. It's Pentagon okay. and Phoenix. Pentagon's yeah. actually good. All right. Okay. okay. And Phoenix is fucking good too. Don't sleep on him. You know. Everybody, everybody's talking about Rey Mysterio. Y'all need to start talking about Phoenix, man. Phoenix does some incredible things in that ring. Yeah, the, you know the only screwy part was their their finish for their main event. You know, yep. We had, uh, I don't know what happened there. Miscommunication. What? I really wanted TNA to go with Brian Cage as their world champion, though. I agree. I think I think they missed the boat with Cage on this one. They should have gave it to Cage. Yeah, I see why they kept it on uh, on fucking whatever Johnny. I call him Johnny. I don't know what whatever he calls himself next, mm. but because you know his wife Taya won. Johnny insert name here. Yeah, and then, you know because Taya won earlier against Tessa Blanchard, <laughs> which we both agree Brian Tessa Blanchard should not have dropped the title to Taya. Yeah, I'm, I I like Taya, but I don't think she's that good. There's way better girls down in NXT than Taya. Isn't but Tessa on her way to AEW? No, Tessa Tessa's there for two years. Yeah, Tessa's Tessa's part of uh, trying to trying to re you know recreate Impact. She's part of their long their long term plans. So I, I personally I think Tessa is a star. I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers out there. That chick, everything from her facial expressions to. Yeah. Oh, so, that's where I stop right there. She, she a butterface. <laughs> I'm talking about like when she's selling and stuff. Like she, like that part, she looks good at. And oh. the wrestle her ass off, man. She's just like her father. Her she's, chin. She's, she's got that 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 Superman the animated series chin. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that one. Oh, that square jaw shit. That. How do you kick her out of bed? No, <laughs> but I'm not turning the lights on. I'm this sorry, is, and it's definitely from behind. <laughs> look good. The neck down, she looked good. Yeah, you know, unless she's kinky and I put a pillow over her face. It... <laughs> uh, so you uh, want to do the same thing with Ruby Riot? Yeah, you can say the same. <laughs> I I don't know Ruby Riot, man. That nose. <laughs> you are so shallow. <laughs> I know. I'm old, so I can be shallow now. <laughs> All right, guys. Sorry for that. We had a little bit of technical difficulty. Surprise! We had technical difficulty. <laughs> 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 
All right, but uh, we ended off um, abruptly because, you know, we have the greatest fucking platform. Here's your script, Anchor, that you wanted me to read, all right? You're the greatest fucking platform ever. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, (laughs) burial (laughs) of the week, okay? (laughs) Let's get some money buried, man. Eddie, Uh, bury him. uh. Oh, 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 man. Today's grave is going to be big. I got two motherfuckers to throw in there. Two of yous. Duality. Okay, I, 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 I'm going to work overtime on this one, digging this hole. What the fuck was that promo with Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman? <laughs> that just sounds like a <laughs> What? The... Oh my God! Please tell me Paul Heyman was talking for Brock Lesnar. First of all, Paul Heyman comes out. Paul Heyman was talking, but they weren't even out face to face at first. They were in, in... Brock and Paul Heyman were in the back, cutting a promo on the fucking Titantron, with Braun Strowman sitting in the ring, sticking his tongue out, licking his lips, and like, first of all, somebody needs to work with that boy and his facial expressions. <laughs> That tongue thing he's doing with his tongue and everything, he looking kind of uh, a predatory. <laughs> I don't know. Surviving Braun Strowman on Lifetime. It... <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sorry, someone had to do it. Anyway, go ahead. I digress. I'm seeing people uh, uh, supposedly, uh, you know, over the internet, people are saying it, the, the 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 promo came off awkward because there was a tape delay or a time delay with the camera. Bullshit. There's using top of the line, fucking brand new state of the art fucking production. I don't want to hear that shit. Okay, Brock, Brock Lesnar was pretty much sitting in the back, letting Braun Strowman look like a jackass in the ring, not even trying to sell that promo. Somebody stand back, somebody in that promo. Okay, that's the only way I can explain it. Like he's like on. My, Paul Heyman's like, my client's not coming up to the ring. Ten minutes after, ten minutes later, after Braun Strowman's sister, oh, you're scared. Oh, I'm the tough guy. Oh, you're scared. Oh, you, you chicken. He was calling. If you're trying to call a man out, what the fuck was that? What the? <laughs> he was trying to. It sounded like a second grader trying to fight another second grader. I'm bigger than you are. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Well, my Pokemon cards are better than yours. Oh, yeah? You take that back. I'm going to get my big brother. What the? Like, and then when he finally comes out, to the, no interaction. How is that a hype for the fucking main event? For a title match? For a title? Nobody even remembers. <laughs> Hold on, title. The long-lost universal wait, title wait, appeared wait. on TV and nobody gave a fuck. Hold on, hold on, hold the hold the tape for a second. Hold the tape. Pause it right there. What what title does Braun Strowman have that he's defending? Because I don't know of anybody no, else. Brock Lesnar defends. He has a title. Brock Lesnar. He's. It's this thing that they they WWE made up called the Universal mm-hmm. Title. And apparently, oh. it resides in another universe. What oh. is it? Oh. That's what, it's like it's like it's the DC. It's like DC World. Is that, is, is it a blue? Is it a blue? Or something. Is that something is that Donald snapped away? 
Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it locked away in the soul stone or something. The sacrifice of the gods in order to see it again. Like, what the fuck? Like, this was atrocious. This was, hands down, one of the worst promos. Okay, this, when we're talking crap shit at the end of the year for 2019, this is our, we're starting off the year really bad. This is fresh and new. Yeah, it was fresh. It, it, it was fresh for being how horrible it was. I didn't know they can get that bad. I've seen bad promos, but shit, this was a new one. Okay, and then it was new, yeah, because it, it, it was shockingly fucking horrible. It was a whole new low. Like, oh, both you. I'm not even interested in the world and the universe title match, not at all at the Rumble. When that match comes on, I will be taking a piss break. I will get something to eat. I will probably roll up a joint and smoke it. That's the most believable one. Okay. <laughs> watch that match in attention, I will not do. Fuck you. That, and everybody's saying, oh, well, we still got a few more weeks. Yeah, a few more weeks of, of what? Of them. I'm going to beat you up. No, I'm going to beat you up. And then we get to the match, and Braun Strowman gets beat up. Go, go, wake up, wake up, wake up. No, 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 I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not falling asleep on the on, on the street. I'm, that just sounds like ridiculous. They brought Braun Strowman back. To... Uh, we already know how weak Braun Strowman is on the mic. Okay, he's not strong at promos. He's more of a come out there, growl a few things at you, and then get into a fight. But they try to let him speak. Oh, they made a mistake. <laughs> I don't know whose idea it was. To <laughs> like, you literally have to, you, you, if you have not seen it, if you want a good laugh, YouTube that segment. Like, it, it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> Uh, am that's I really, where, do, do I that, have that's to? That's where officially the dumpster fire started. Like, we were already in the dumpster by then, but there was a chance that we could have dug ourselves out of the trash, you know, could have got out. But no, at that point, somebody lit a match and threw it in that motherfucker, and that's where the whole show derailed. The whole show went mm. shit there. So, uh, Brian? Oh, man. Um, I actually, I do have two. But I'm going to do the first one piggybacking off what Eddie said. And a lot of people may be excited to hear this, but congratulations, Braun Strowman. You have officially become the new Roman Reigns. You are now in that spot of undeserving title shots, repeatedly fighting Brock Lesnar, having very, very, and I don't use this word very often, a very, very cringe-worthy performance on Monday night in that ring cutting a promo. It was literally like uh watch Kyle this is even I know you missed it but Eddie play along with me. I'm Paul Heyman, you're Braun Strowman. My client is not afraid of you and this is how long it took for Braun to respond. Oh yeah, he's a chicken. Yes. It was <laughs> literally that's how long it took for him to respond. And he, then he, he came and out then with after you had to wait and then you see Brock Lesnar respond, and Brock looked like he just was like, what the fuck is going on here? 
Brock did Brock did not care whatsoever. He was better off reading a magazine in the back requesting a rare steak. Like that's that's how much Brock cared about this promo. It, uh, right now, Braun Strowman is just in that spot. I said it. I said it a couple months ago. He's nowhere near that universal title, whatever that thing is. He's nowhere near gonna win it. The last two times he fought Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar has beat him in a combined less than ten minutes twice. Less than ten minutes, he's beaten the guy who ran through the entire roster. Like. Like, why should he be afraid of you? You should be afraid of him. He's beating your ass more times than fucking R. Kelly's pissed on little girls. Like, how many, like, how many which ways can we have to put it before we can figure out Braun Strowman? You have been exposed. The moment they turned you heel to try to benefit Roman, your buzz died. And they haven't done anything with you since then. And trust me, the way it's looking right now, you don't look like the guy to dethrone Brock Lesnar. I'm going with either Drew McIntyre or Seth Rollins. It's got to be one of those two to do it. But oh. you know something? You do have a green belt. So have fun with that. Um, my, second, my second person I'm going to bury this week is a young man who got on Twitter. And this is one of the reasons why, as a fan, I can't wait and I hope to God AEW succeeds. Because it shows the corporate puppetness of some of these professional wrestlers who work for WWE. Mr. Leo Rush, my man. Last week. That's right. Mr. Twerk Team himself, the cheerleader in the microphone. <laughs> Leo Rush, you, sir, have joined the army of professional wrestlers who love to tell us fans, if you don't like it, don't watch. You, sir, have been in WWE for a cup of coffee. You, sir, before you even had a chance to get a run down in NXT, made a statement about Miss Emma saying that she wasn't ready for Asuka when two nights back-to-back she fought Asuka, lost, just like almost every other female on the roster, and then got released. Obviously, it's one of those things where you... Open mouth, insert foot. Leo Rush, you can't talk to fans like that, especially right now in a climate in which another company is ready to give us what, or what is telling us pretty much what we want to hear. A lot of fans who like WWE are getting sick of WWE. Your product is very stale. There are logic gaps all over the place. The action isn't fresh and new. It's the same old bullshit. There's nothing new about this show. You damn right we have a right to complain because your company wants to focus more on the entertainment aspect. And your company also wants you on social media. They want you to use your social media to gain fans, not to piss fans off. So Leo Rush, my man, Mr. Lashley, the man of the hour, a guy that I'm a fan of, you, sir, have been buried. Mm. 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 So does that include the burial of this fucking thing that you guys just keep tormenting me with? <laughs> Can that be buried? No, no, no. As, a matter, as a matter of fact, you brought it up. <laughs> Hey, at, at least somebody got through the Vince and said, yo, 
Stop having Lashley bend over. <laughs> One week you don't watch, he doesn't bend over. Like he hasn't bent over in a few weeks. I, I gave him you know the holiday shows, like I said, the holiday shows. He's family friendly. So he didn't bend over then. He didn't bend over this Monday, so Yes! Uh, <laughs> I'm just hoping next week they don't hit us with a promo and then next thing you know, Leo's up there like, hit him with the pose. That pose is fickle. But uh <laughs> Oh man. All right, guys. I got some things to get off my chest and uh, get somebody buried tonight. Um I got two things to bury. Number one, it's wrestling related. It's not wrestling related. But as of Monday night, I never want to hear Roll Tide again. Bury them bitches. <laughs> Alabama, you got your ass whipped. <laughs> anyway. All right. That was my first. I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest. I'm a Clemson fan, and I'm excited. Now, now that I got that out, Oh, man. My burial of the week. And please, please understand, I know this is a sensitive issue. I know Mean Gene Oakland was the greatest at what he did. I know that that voice was legendary. He is almost synonymous when it comes to the backstage interviews. From Mean Woo Gene to that racist, well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene, to everybody who has done an interview and, in fact, who has that telephone number of the WCW hotline embedded in the back of my head right alongside that fist for my mother for hitting me in the back of the head for calling that damn number so much. You know, one 909 <laughs> I did not get my parents' permission, okay? So, <laughs> I got my ass whipped after after running up a $200 damn phone bill back in the day when we were on food stamps. Now, <laughs> anyway, I understand that the WWE world wants to look past what happened. They want to look past the fact that this guy decided that he was going to come in to a private conversation. I know it was a private conversation, but the context and what was said was fucking... I can't even get out how much I fucking wanted to punch him in his fucking face. But anyway, what I'm going to be burying tonight is the fans who wanted that bastard back on TV. Fuck every single last one of you two. I saw a public display when that tape came out. There should have been a public apology that came out to follow. Was there? No. There was the fact that Terry Bollea felt so fucking titled to get back on WWE TV and to get back to promoting this good old Hulkamania bullshit that we're going to look past that cinema of Saudi thing and see him. Oh, you know what? Let's use him as a tool to get this whole fucking Monday Night Raw ratings dropped down and use a death of a beloved man in the wrestling community to do such. I understand that Mean Gene Oakland and Hulk Hogan were best friends, but you could have had Ric Flair, you could have had anybody else who's ever done an interview with that man come out. You could have had Pat Patterson. You could have had the, the whole cast of his WWE Network show come out to give him that eulogy. You did not have to use the death of a beloved man to get past the fact that this racist bastard decided that he was going to go on a rant about a 
I don't even want to use that damn word on this, but about, uh, let's just say a black man marrying his daughter who happened to be a Dallas Cowboys fucking football player, which means not only financially stable, but he is successful. What the fuck else do you want for your daughter besides someone that she loves? And obviously she did it. She's going to marry him. She's already rich. She came from your fucking racist ass. So anyway, sorry, I got off careful there. Anybody who requested that Hulk Hogan came back to WWE to do that bullshit, you're buried. Thank you. Got it. I am mad though. We didn't get Ric Flair. We were probably we going to get Ric Flair. Yeah. I saw uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair. I, I love Ric Flair's interviews with, with uh. You know, you you guys don't realize it, but you guys were talking to the diamond root, the limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, son of a gun. Woo! Harm holding these gators down. Causing <laughs> <laughs> all this, man! Woo! My God, Jay! You know, I, yeah. I was just, I, I was really expecting that. I was really expecting uh, like for it to end with Ric Flair come out and do something real quick, mm-hmm. at least. But no, we didn't get no Ric Flair at all. I was kind of upset with that. I was like, we were told we get the Nature Boy, but. Whatever, WWE. Fresh and new. Fresh and new. That's right. All right. Well, guys, we do got to wrap this up, unfortunately. Um, There are things called um, kids that I have that, unfortunately, will be waking me up at 5 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go ahead and go. Wrap this one up. Uh, again, fans, we do apologize for the dual um, episode, but you know we have anchor, and we're working on it. All right, <laughs> we're working on getting a better platform to give you guys perfection every damn week. Eddie, what's your final rank? Oh. oh, all right, fans of wrestling. Okay, I'm gonna break this down. This generally, in my consensus, I feel there's three groups within the fandom of wrestling. You have the casual fan, who you know they, they usually check in when it's hot, with something when you know there's a buzz or something, or they maybe got a favorite, you know, a favorite they follow around from promotion to promotion. And you got wrestling fans who will watch anything, will watch Bingo Hall wrestling, will watch two guys. In a gymnasium with fifty other, with fifty fans watching, put on a classic and, and appreciate it. Okay, then you got yo fucking WWE loyalist puppets who sit around and wait for their almighty Lord and Savior Vincent Kennedy McMahon to tell them what to like. Who sit there and shit all over everything else that isn't WWE. I was sat there and watched the press conference on Facebook Live. The AEW press conference. The chat on there got me so disgusted that I had to turn it off on it. Like, I had to shut the chat off on there. I could not stand these people. Oh, they'll be on there in two years. Oh, look, another company for Vince to buy. 
oh, look, a bunch of washed up has-beens who can't cut it in the WWE. Oh, look, people that Vince doesn't want. Oh, look. Twitter. You got so many people out there talking so much. Oh, well, you know, Cody's only doing this because he couldn't hack it in WWE. That's why. Oh, you know, the Bucks couldn't. Do, the Bucks, we know the Bucks can't hack it in WWE. Who anointed Vince McMahon's company to be the end-all, be-all to this shit? Okay? Just because, yes, they managed to become the globally dominant source. But do you not realize that outside of this continent, WWE isn't worshipped like you think it is. Okay, if you go over to Britain, they have their style. They have their shit over there. Okay? New Japan, they run shit over there. Oh, well, New Japan... Let's see WWE go sell out the Tokyo Dome like New Japan does. Okay? Mm. And don't give me that, oh, well, they do Madison Square. No, the Tokyo Dome has got as much prestige and fame in history as the Madison Square Garden. As any fucking stadium here in the States, the Tokyo Dome is just as legendary. Okay? There are people who go their whole careers wishing they could do the Tokyo Dome. Okay? And to... For people to be, oh, well, WWE is the bee's knees. The WWE is the shit. Everybody wants to go. No. Not everybody wants to go to WWE. Okay? Right now, it's really the, if you want to make a good career and have enough money to support a family, then yes, you want to go to WWE because they're the only ones. But fuck, let somebody else eat. Can somebody else get some bread? Ring of Honor. They're, they're trying. Okay, but Everybody, of course, you know, people just want to, oh, they're, they're nothing. They always lose their talent to WWE. That's because they can't get the backing. Impact, we all saw what happened with that. Okay, TNA had a shot. They really had a really good shot. At least cementing themselves to be there every, you know, just be on the cusp every time. I blame some certain people going there, sabotaging that shit. Okay. Mm. Now AEW is coming along. Then they're not even they don't have a TV deal. Okay, people gotta understand they don't have a TV deal yet. This is pretty much just an indie thing, but they're trying to do something that everybody's been talking somebody should do. And then when somebody finally does try to do it, everybody's like, "Oh, well, it's gonna fail." Oh, you WWE puppet fans who sit around. Oh, Vince McMahon knows everything. Oh, everything on WWE is perfect, and it's a wonderful freaking show. And if you don't appreciate it, you shouldn't watch it. Well, there are other fans out there who tell you we don't just watch the WWE. There's other stuff out there, okay? If you open up your fucking horizon, you would discover this, and you would ask the WWE, ask your lord and master to improve his product. But no, you think it's all good. You think it's all good. That's why I really hope that AEW, that it's not this guy, Tony Khan, isn't just blowing smoke up our asses. I really hope he's coming sincere. He's genuine. He's coming with the backing, and he's going to follow through. Because we heard this before with, with Ted Turner. And once he pulled back and said, nah, I'm good, we saw what happened. So... But you WD, you fucking puppets, you have angered the <laughs> shit out of me. Like Twitter, oh my, I see so many people having to come out and say the same thing I'm saying right now. Can we enjoy other options? Can, 
Can, can we like other things? Can we all just get along? Why does it have to be all WWE, WWE, WWE? Shut the fuck up. All right, I'm done. Not, well, maybe there's WWE fans, though, that it's not the safe zone. Okay. Okay. Well, there's no safe zone for me. <laughs> fucking puppets waiting around on your strings. When's my puppet master going to come along and tell me what to like? Oh, look. It's a, it's a thing called the universal title. I'm supposed to love it and cherish it and worship it like it's got some sort of prestige. I will. Mm. Oh, what's, mm. what, what's a New Japan title? Oh, that's trash. It's not WWE. Ugh, that has no prestige. You fucking kidding me? Fucking kidding me? There's people who say that the universal title is the, the, the greatest title because WWE has it. Is it is their top title over something like the New Japan heavyweight title? What? Get the fuck mm. out of here. Fuck. And wow. The NWA title got more fucking prestige than fucking the WWE title does. Put it that way. And nobody, but yet the people shit on it. Oh, it's not on. Oh, where is it? It's not on TV. Well, guess what? It's being it's being defended in the fucking indie scene. Open up your fucking eyes. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> and this is why we call him the angry man, <laughs> Brian. Yes, sir. Have at it, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to give you a state of pro wrestling address. It's very funny because Eddie pretty much was saying something similar to what I was about to say, but instead of being the angry fan, I'm going to be the political, try to be the nice guy because it is 2019. So my fellow wrestling fans, it's time to really open your eyes. For those of you who have issues with what you see on Monday nights and sometimes on Tuesday nights and never on Wednesday nights, because we all know Wednesday nights is one of the best nights for pro wrestling. (laughs) There comes a point in time where, it's time to put up or shut up as a wrestling fan. There comes a time where you got to look at Vince McMahon and let him know, no, this isn't what I want to see anymore. No, I don't want to see Bobby Lashley twerking. No, I don't need to see Braun Strowman grabbing a piece of chocolate cake. No, I don't want to see Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins for the 45th time this year. 2019, we as wrestling fans should really open our eyes and explore other companies. If you enjoy the strong, stiff styles and the crispness and actual wrestling logic, check out A New Japan, where you can watch guys like Tatsuya Naito, who put on the classic with Chris Jericho last year, who killed it earlier this year with Chris Jericho, like not even a week or so ago. Watch guys like Okada, who has the best-looking drop kick in the world. I know it sounds basic and non-exciting, but damn it. Find me one other person in the world who hits a dropkick as beautiful as that. The only person I can say comes close is Randy Orton. Mm. When it comes to more of a violent style, maybe you go back in your DVD cases and you look up a CCW. Or if you're interested in something that's kind of hybrid, something similar to a new school ECW, go on YouTube, go on Being Sports and check out a company called MLW. Watch the future of this business. Watch guys like Penta and Ray Phoenix. Guys like Brian Pillman Jr., Teddy Hart, Davey Boy Smith Jr., the New Hart Foundation. Watch guys like the Rascals, guys like Desmond Xavier, 
guys like uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of his name right now. But that damn the Trey Miguel. So huh? Trey Miguel. Yes, Trey Miguel. I call him Baby Ricochet. The guy looks damn near like Ricochet. These guys are amazing. They do some of the best high flying stuff you see in the world today. Give Impact a chance. You know something? That's where it really inspired me to do this is because of the fact that, you know something, I was getting sick of Raw, and I said, F it. Is Impact really that bad? And yes, it was. But at the same time, it was something different. I did become invested in storylines, and I actually started watching it again. Yes, I know the Pursuit channel is very hard to find. I actually found that on Cox, with channel 469. But it will be on Twitch streaming so most likely you'll be able to get it on demand. Ring of Honor has been the most stable company outside of the WWE in the past 20 years. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why Ring of Honor has gave us talent such as Seth Rollins or guys like Nigel McGuinness, who they're going to be doing a special on this weekend, who if you do not know who Nigel McGuinness is, go, back, do, go back and do some research. This dude is fucking incredible. Will Ring of Honor, oh, go right ahead. That's how we'll do. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, it gave us guys like Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, guys like Cesaro, guys like Cassisono, guys who we all consider as great wrestlers in WWE who get mismanaged. Go and give Ring of Honor a shot. Go and give all of these companies a shot because you know something? It will definitely open your eyes. It will show you professional wrestling the way it should be done. Not worried about stupid storylines, not lucha house rules, not people, not guys walking around with pinatas or guys walking around changing their names to their wife's names and all this other crap. Go back and rediscover why you actually loved pro wrestling. 2019 should be year, a year of celebration because not only is wrestling everywhere, we're also getting a new company. And as much as, like Eddie said, people were sitting there shitting on it. The company is a week old. Give it a chance. Give it a chance to put on another show and prove to you that it wasn't a fluke the first time they sold 10,000 seats in less than 30 minutes. They're doing the MGM fucking grand where boxing and MMA is held. WWE barely, if ever, has ever ran the MGM grand. This is something new, something we should be excited for, something as fans we should sink our teeth into. So, ladies and gentlemen, my message for 2019, open up your eyes, expand your horizons, and enjoy wrestling again. And you know what? Nice. You know what? And if you pick it, <laughs> and there's people, you, you like the flippy style, you like the loot to the house party style, you like the mask, you know what? There's Mexican wrestling. People forget. Yeah. Fucking lucha libre still exists. Okay? As a Spanish person, you know, there's still AAA wrestling. There's still CMLL. Okay, there's still yep. WCCW in existence. Okay, I have every now and then I find myself flipping through channels and I've caught Lucha Libre on the Spanish network on fucking Uni Univision and fucking Telemundo. Okay, and I'm Spanish, so I can understand some of the shit. So I've sat there and watched. Okay, some fans are they are fans of the Lucha House Party. You want to see where they originated? You these puppet loyalists? You want to see where Rey Mysterio got his fucking mojo from? Check out fucking the Mexican style. Check. Open up your fucking eyes. You'll be surprised. Mm. Mm. All right. 
But ladies and gentlemen, um, Eddie is still angry. (laughs) (laughs) People got me mad, man. They're serious. They're, they're, oh, these motherfuckers are all coming out the woodwork like, like little roaches. Like, oh, WD Lee is better than everybody. We the best. It does get annoying too because, like, we're all wrestling fans. We all enjoy the shit. The biggest problem is we know that there's better shit out there. And we also know that WWE has a very talented roster. Probably the best roster it's ever had. You can go Attitude Era, Golden Era, New Generation, Ruthless Aggression Era. You get These guys can run circles around some of those dudes. And that includes names like Hogan and Flair. Physically, these guys are capable of doing some of the most amazing shit you have ever seen but they're not getting the opportunity to do so. Mm. All right. All right, guys. Brian and Eddie are shitting on the WWE fans more than I did a little while ago. <laughs> but, uh... Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I got to rant, damn it. I got to get off my chest. All right, guys. Um, again, I know I say this all the time, but um, if you guys are not in the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare group on Facebook, get your asses in there. We just had a dinner, um, actually, where we all got together. Discussed <laughs> Shout out to the Honky Tonk Man. If you was at that dinner, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> man, leave Honky alone. He's the greatest IC champion of all time. Of all time. Never. Thank you very much. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin for organizing it. Shout out to everybody. Thanks for having us. Um, Eddie wasn't there. Me and Brian showed up. But um, anyway, um, if you were in the rest of the fantasy warfare group, um, you would actually have seen a meme where um, there was just two in particular that kind of pissed me off. One was um, Chris Benoit Hall of Famer next year. I know it was fake. I know it was a fake tweet. But um, the fact that people even were like, yeah, put him in there. Yeah. It's Chris Benoit. He's great. Yeah. But you fucking forgot what he did. I'm a fucking father. I can't... I, if I smacked my kid, I would feel bad for the next fucking six weeks. This guy literally choked his son to death. His special needs son was choked to death. Roid raids? Yes, I understand. Brain damage? Yes, I understand. Even so, you killed a fucking kid right after killing your wife you are a piece of fucking dog shit and i hope that you're rotten in hell as uncomfortable as possible for that stupid shit now now i got that out the way i the next meme i saw was actually his son being accepted into the wwe i'm not a strong believer in the son paying for your father's sins in this case, I gotta say, I can't see how he would be welcomed into the WWE or any promotion in, in America for that role because, number one, he looks just like his father. Number two, in the back of people's heads, especially fathers like myself, you're still living that image of somebody killing their fucking son and then like a coward that he is, hanging himself to not pay for his fucking... Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's 
not going to happen if, if it was up to me. And again, I understand that he did nothing wrong personally. It's just that in this case, son, you might want to find another profession. That's my thought. I agree. I it's It sucks because, like you said, he has to, unfortunately, he has to pay for his father's transgressions. And mm-hmm. like you said, he is the spitting effing image of his father. And it there's no way in hell you could repackage him. Yeah, there's that, no, that like you that's his major downsides looking like that. He he looks like it's scared. Like Brian Pillman Jr. looks like his dad, but uh Benoit's son looks like his fucking twin. Like yeah. it's creepy. Like I I don't know, throw him under a hood if anything, but eventually the hood will come off. And yeah, it's just why is he in that ring? You know what I mean? And that and that was an old photo too. That was from a couple of years ago. He was at like a house show and they they allowed him in there and all that stuff. So I I just find it very creepy. That's very, very weird, man. And I'm sorry, I agree with you. I don't think he would fit in good in this profession. And he he would have to be mentally tough too, because think of all the shit people would be saying to him. Like not us in general, but like the douchebag a hole fans and stuff. Like they, they that whole no punches, they they will rip him to shreds. And like we always say, the internet is undefeated. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Bianca Belair is undefeated. Damn, is undefeated. <laughs> yeah, so take so takeover. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's still on. <laughs> oh, can I give can I give a quick shout out to shout out to Cody Rhodes for liking one of my tweets and shout out to Taylor Hendricks who now follows us on Twitter at UWO four oh one and shout out to PCO for liking the tweet and then retweeting the tweet and then writing back to us in the tweet and then liking the tweet that he sent us and retweeting the tweet that he sent us. So yeah, shout out to all y'all on Twitter. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Eddie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. Say that sentence again. Which part? <laughs> the retweeted the tweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, PCO. Shout out to PCO. Uh, for all, y'all who don't know, he was actually one of the Rougeos from back in the day. And and dude had a video out of him lifting like a fucking like oil barrel and he was like pressing the shit. It was impressive. So I put hashtag beast on it. So he liked my tweet. Then tweeted my tweet then he tweeted to us thanks and then liked the tweet that he tweeted to us and then retweeted the tweet that he tweeted to us <laughs> I sound like Bobby Lashley on Raw can, can, uh, uh, for us Twitter illiterate people can you explain to that in Lehman's <laughs> in other words he, he, he gave us a big shout out he gave us a really big shout out he put us over there yes <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Taylor Hendricks again, another one. Thanks for the follow. Shout out to Taylor Hendricks. Shout out to everybody who supports the UWO. We fucking love you guys. And I enjoy doing this shit. I know Brian loves it. I know Eddie loves it. This is fucking fun. Uh-huh. Shout out to the Codex Prime for giving us the idea to actually get together to do this shit. And uh, <laughs> one last and final shout out. Shout out to the cunts and motherfucking Tigers. National champions. Fuck Alabama. Woo! All right. Anything else, guys? 
<laughs> I don't follow college football, so I got no response to that. <laughs> I, I I actually was, it was actually funny because I said on the set, I was like, oh, spoiler alert, Bama's going to win anyways. There's a lot of guys are cattle flipping <laughs> on the thread. See, see your, your prediction was fickle. Fickle. Very fickle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to round it up. Thank you for supporting the UWO. There's a movement, motherfuckers. We are a movement. It's 2019. Did I say 18? Maybe. No, it's 2019. Game's going to change. We're going to move on up. And, and Conrad, I know you're doing another StarCast at uh, Double or Nothing. Uh, if you need some more podcasters, you know we are gladly available. Uh, we will take a nice free trip to Las Vegas and a discount ticket at the Bunny Ranch. Just saying. <laughs> The Bunny Ranch is fickle. Fickle. <laughs> it's good. I'm not fickle. negotiating. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Thank you for the support. Thank you for the listen. And if you're on our Twitter, thank you for the follow. If you give us a five star on iTunes, thank you. If you're on Stitcher, thank you for listening. If you're on Google, thank you for listening. And, um, Eddie, got anything else you want to add? Uh, Fuck you, WWE loyalist puppet te- puppet motherfuckers. <laughs> little strings, boys. Dancing a little strings. <laughs> Fuck the revival. Oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> they wore FTR in their trunks. Oh, a bunch of Pinocchios and Vince McMahon's Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, my laziness permitting, because I really should have done it last week, but it was on me. I didn't do it because I was lazy. And um, we don't like. See, see, see. Another, another behind the scenes thing. If one of us don't feel up to doing the show, I kind, I kind of take it upon myself to say we're a trio. I don't like doing it with just two. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was off. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like watching Codex with just just Vic. Actually, Vic Victor's corner is pretty interesting. Actually, yeah, my bad. Um, you know what we're trying to say? Yeah, I know. I hate. I hate. I hate. Uh, Victor was wearing a Cowboys jersey today. Uh, anyway, guys, we'll catch y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the listen. Take care, everybody. Later. Later.